God of love and justice, like Jeremiah, you weep over those who wander from you. Turn aside to other gods and enter into chaos and destruction. By your tears and through your mercy, teach us your ways, and write them on our hearts so that we may follow faithfully the path you show us. Amen. We have come to worship God, the living God, who calls prophets and teachers to bear witness. We have come to praise God, the Almighty God, who answers the forces of hatred and hurt with the power of grace. We have come to worship God, all gracious God, who chooses even you and me to receive and carry the word of life and hope. All glory to God, amen. The proof of God's amazing love is this. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. Because we have faith in him, we dare to approach God with confidence. Trusting in God's grace, let us confess our sin. Merciful God, forgive us, for we exalt ourselves and mock the humble. We choose to believe we are self-sufficient rather than trust in your strength. Open us to your spirit that we might serve all people without regard to the outcome, devoting ourselves to your honor alone. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God rejoices when we repent and return, offering us finest wheat and honey from the rock to sustain us in new life. Rejoice, for you have been reconciled. Thanks be to God. The peace of Christ be with you and flow through you. So be it. Amen. Grace and peace to you through God, our Creator, Jesus Christ, the Son, and the blessed Holy Spirit. Would you pray with me? Creator God, you have brought us together this day and time to honor and worship you. Dear Lord, we ask that you would fill our hearts with love and light, courage and truth, as only you can. Dear Lord, as I have been the one chosen to bring forth this word today, I ask that you would hide me behind the cross so that the only thing that is seen and heard is of you and your glory. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Our text today comes from Jeremiah 2, 4 through 13. Jeremiah 2, 4 through 13. Listen now for a word. From the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the families of the house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, What wrong did your ancestors find in me that they went far from me and went after worthless things and became worthless themselves? 
They did not say, where is the Lord who brought us up from the land of Egypt, who led us in the wilderness, in a land of deserts and pits, in a land of drought and deep darkness, in a land that no one passes through, where no one lives. I brought you into a plentiful land to eat its fruits and its good things. But when you entered, you defiled my land and made my heritage an abomination. The priest did not say, where is the Lord? Those who handled the law did not know me. The rulers transgressed against me. The prophets prophesied by Baal and went after things that do not profit. Therefore, once more I accuse you, says the Lord, and I accuse your children's children. Cross to the coasts of Cyprus and look, send to Kedar and examine with care. See if there has ever been such a thing. Has a nation changed its gods, even though they are no gods? But my people have changed their glory for something that does not profit. Be appalled, oh heavens, at this. Be shocked, be utterly desolate, says the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and dug out cisterns for themselves, cracked cisterns that can hold no water. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning, UGA. What a pleasure it is to be with you in worship on this strangely ominous day. I'm grateful for the opportunity to be here, though virtually. I would much rather prefer to be there with you face to face and perhaps one day one day soon, we'll be able to do that. We pray that. I said strangely, ominous day. Ominous because more than ever, we don't know what tomorrow will bring for God's created ones. Us. All of us. No matter the political party or ethnic background. We are a lost people, grasping and clawing our way through miry clay to find some semblance of clarity, light, and even hope. So we turn to our prophet Jeremiah for just that. We often turn to our holy scriptures to find light in the midst of darkness, but there are times like this we are faced with a reality check instead. Found in that reality check is a source of light peeking through the horizon, but the onus is upon us to look for it. We can't simply wait because we will lose hope and turn to other ways in which to pacify our need to feel at peace. We meet our prophet Jeremiah in the middle of what Herbert Hoffman refers to as a covenant lawsuit. 
the people of the northern kingdom of Israel have failed and God has brought charges upon them because of their breach of contract. God's issue is that the leaders failed to lead, not just the obvious leaders, but those who were teachers as well. For the teachers were instrumental in shaping the future. When we have knowledge, we must pass it on. It is not ours to keep. The prophet was extremely hard on religious leaders and teachers because that knowledge came with a responsibility. You, as students, in an academic setting, whether face-to-face -face or virtually, are gaining valuable knowledge to help shape the future of this country and the world, no matter your major. You are privileged enough to be studying at a university that ranks number 15 in public schools. Hear me when I say privileged. There is a responsibility that comes with that privilege. There is a responsibility that comes with that fact. You are charged with giving that knowledge away to empower those who perhaps were unable to be where you are today. We are about or should be about kingdom building and that takes on many forms. To hold what you have and to keep it for yourself is simply counter to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our text actually leans in even more and insists that, is, that it's inappropriate and not the smartest thing to do. When we start believing that we are the source of things versus God, we are actively living into a breach of the covenant. The people of northern Israel had fallen prey to doing what they wanted to do, when they wanted to do it, how they wanted to do it. They were failing to worship the one true God. Their behavior and practices turned to instant gratification and worship idol gods. What does that look like for us today? We, we may not be building statues and dancing around them in a worship dance, but we can worship idol gods in other ways. We can worship idol gods by not putting God first in the decisions we make. There is the God of selfishness by taking chances with another's health by not wearing a mask or gathering without social distance. There is a God of greed where we can know we have privilege and only use that privilege to keep the status quo or to only use it for self-edification. There is a God of silence in the face of a time where there are too many injustices to name, and we opt not to speak up for those on the margins of life. 
There is a God of blindness when we opt not to see what we know is wrong and look the other way. There is a God of slothfulness when we have been richly blessed to study, learn, and grow, but we opt to put our studies last. There is a God of deafness when those who have gone before us are beckoning us to come and join the fight of justice. But we cannot hear because we are only listening to the sounds of our own voices. How are we worshiping idol gods today? But just like the Israelites, Worshiping these gods will only leave us worthless and ineffective. That is certainly not what we want. I would imagine that we want to be successful, joyful, happy, good citizens, loving and caring children of God. In order to be that, we must put God at the forefront of all that we do. Yes, it is very tempting and at times quite easy to just be. But we can be better and stand above those without hope and be beacons of God's light and love. We can reach down into our very cores and pull out that courage that it takes to be what God is calling us to be. We have an amazing opportunity to be in covenant with God and not in breach thereof. Today is election day. It is impossible for me not to mention it. I will say this first. If you are 18 and have not voted, please do as soon as we are done here today, if you are registered to do so. This election is too important not to. Is this a political sermon? No, it's a matter of justice. And Jesus without justice is simply not Jesus. He gave his very life as a matter of justice. I would ask you to have conversations in your circles today and talk about the issues at hand. Talk about where you might see cracks in our systems. We have many cracks in our systems, cisterns, and in many cases, we have helped to put them there. Please understand that a cracked cistern is no good to anyone. The entire purpose of a cistern is to hold liquid. Therefore, if one is cracked, it serves only one purpose, and that is to waste. We cannot participate in the degradation of our country in any way. We must be repairers of the breach responsible leaders in the field and in the fight. Be willing to listen to the stories of how 
the cisterns got broken in each community in the first place and work with God's created ones to seal the cracks when possible and be willing to invest with our hearts, our souls, and our minds to make new ones if needed. We can be the change we want to see in the world if we put away our idolatrous tendencies, open our hearts and minds to God, and worship with our very lives each and every day we are blessed to have breath in our bodies. God is our hope. God is our promise. God is our refuge. God is our strength. And it is on God that we can and must depend. Let us dip our toes into the living water of Christ and be filled by the power of the Spirit and live lives worthy of our Creator God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Our Mother in Heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Tonight is a night where we might carry some extra weariness on our journeys for what is and what is about to come. Tonight we might feel so far away from right here and right now. And I know, I've been feeling it for weeks. But we also know that God is present with us in the weariness and in the mess. Tonight we recognize that we have done all that we can for this moment. And we know that no matter what happens in the next few days, God will still be God. We will still be called. We will still have work to do. And there will always be more room for love with the invitation to this table always open. Wonderfully, we are welcomed to this table no matter what we might be feeling, whether we live in full hope or maybe we are just reaching for it. At this table of grace, we are heard, and we are fed, and we are given rest. Because this is God's table, and you, no matter who you are, are welcomed here. This table is already set, so come, let us feast together. Beloved, the Lord Jesus, on the night of his arrest, took bread, and after giving thanks to God, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me.
In the same way, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood, poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Friends, every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the saving death of our risen Lord until he comes again. And surely he will come again. Beloved, these are the gifts of God for each and every one of us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. This is the body and blood of Christ, broken and poured out for you. Amen. Gracious God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. May we who share his body live his risen life. We who drink his cup bring life to others. We whom the Spirit lights give light to the world. Keep us firm in the hope you have set before us so that we and all your children shall be free and the whole earth live to praise your name through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We have had an awesome time in the Lord on today. We do have a responsibility as children of God, and that is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. So as we prepare to leave this time together in our worship space and place, may the love of God, the presence of Jesus Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with you now and forevermore. Amen and amen. Go in peace and serve the Lord.